Welcome to Cunty Life and Biz Realness, the uncensored show that explores how to live your truest life, what tries to get in the way, and how to grow your business as a result. I know you want to be more courageous, unapologetic, notable, transcendent, and authentically you, and you're in the right place, babe. I'm your host who's the most, Naomi. CEO and head life and biz authenticity coach at Cunty Coaching. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. We are here today. I have myself and Kara Harrison here, and I cannot wait for today's conversation. I'm going to let Kara introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about herself, her business, her mission. And we're going to get into some conversation about some cunty things that are going on in her life and business that I cannot wait to talk about. All right. So, Kara, what is the name of your business and what's the mission behind it? Right now, it's just Tattoos by Kara D. Harrison. It's pretty much just my name. I've been tattooing for a little over five years now. And my, my mission in my business has been growing lately into wanting to like expand the standards of service and care in the industries. Learning to art better is great. That will always be the journey no matter what, but Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to do better by my clients and how to make like the experiences they have with me, like truly, truly magical. That's what yes. I've been on <laughs> Oh my gosh. Everyone, Karen and I met at the most in LA and I was just immediately obsessed with the, this mission and this idea that Kara had. So tell us a little bit more, Kara, about what that looks like for you. What is the experience and the level of care that you want to bring forward for your clients in your tattoo work? Okay. So I feel like it's funny that you mentioned like the most, that's where we met, but I feel like that's where this whole idea really solidified into something. Like it was just this idea that I've had for a long time where I'm like, I know that I can give people a nice experience or a bad experience based on the things that I do in the shop. But I was in LA when I really started realizing like how much I could impact that and how it could be this very intentional journey. It actually goes back to an experience a few years ago with a friend of mine where I think it was actually before I even started tattooing, I was maybe apprenticing then, but we went to a tattoo shop together while we were traveling. There was me and my two best friends. We all got tattooed same day, three different artists, all getting tattooed simultaneously in the shop, like within eyesight of each other, everybody in the same space. We should have been having a very similar time, Right. but we got out of the shop onto the train, heading back to where we were going. And two of us were like rambunctiously excited. Wow, that was so great. That was so fun. Oh my God, my tattoo. Can you believe it? And our third friend burst into tears. Yeah, she had this horrible experience of Uh, feeling like her artist didn't care, like mm. just slapped her design together, didn't really, didn't connect with her, barely spoke to her, didn't really give her the aftercare, was kind of like, yeah, do whatever your friends are doing, whatever. Mm. And she went into this beautiful shop and had a bad experience in the next chair over from where we were having beautiful experiences. And that was very mm-hmm. much based on that person's energy and everything. So I know that there are lots of wonderful shops that go to a lot of effort to make their spaces welcoming and inviting and clean and happy and like curating a visual experience. But I feel like it needs to be like a full sensory experience, like yeah. the way that you feel like everything. And then yeah. 
I'm just going to ramble a little further. And then for me. (laughs) I love it. Tell the people. Tell tell us. (laughs) So I'm currently in the middle of building a private studio, like physically building a building. And one of the things that I want to do there is create these full sensory experiences where I want it to be, you walk in and the temperature is nice. It feels nice in there, whether Mm -hmm. it's warm or cool, whatever you like. Mm -hmm. It smells pleasant. Or maybe there's no smells at all if that's what you're into. Mm-hmm. Everything, the art is beautifully curated. We're having a lovely time. We're talking. We've got snacks and drinks. Like all your needs are met and cared for in that moment. Yeah. So you have every opportunity to have this great, wonderful, cared for experience so that when mm-hmm. you walk out, you don't just have this piece of art because let's be clear, the art that mm-hmm. my friend has is beautiful. Yeah. It's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that tattoo. Doesn't feel good about it. Right. And that's based on the experience. Absolutely. And so I want to take like this good tattoo and make it a magical experience, which just elevates like everything around it, which I feel like artists don't even realize they have the power to do. Right. So I want to talk about that a lot. I don't want to just secretly do it myself. I want to tell everybody how and why they should be Mm -hmm. doing it too. That's that's it. That's the mission. (laughs) I love it so much. I've been a massive fan since meeting you at the most and hearing this idea that then crystallized (laughs) I connected with that idea so much on different levels and I hadn't, I didn't even have my tattoo yet at that point. You saw me get my tattoo at the end of the trip, my very first one, but I want to say a few things. So first of all, everybody, you're going to go follow Kara on Instagram after this. If you're not already at (laughs) crashing.cadence. So everyone is going to be following you on Instagram to be able to follow your journey and see you and your partner actually legitimately building this studio, which I think is (laughs) incredible that you're taking people along on this journey and it's so fucking cunty that you're building your own fucking studio. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. We're going to talk about that because that's that that's cunty as fuck. So we're going to talk about that. But I have to say first, I hope you put in uh, like an espresso machine or some kind of coffee machine (laughs) because the first thing I said to you I remember when you had this idea I was like oh my god I love when I go to a hair salon and they offer me a latte or a cappuccino immediately I'm like they have my best interests in mind they love me I am safe I am gonna be taken care of here (laughs) (laughs) okay Yes, 100%. I got, I just got one of those, those little pod guys where you put little things in. Yeah, I don't, amazing. I don't, but I don't like how the pods get thrown away because like right. environmental consciousness is also part of my mission. Yes, like, yes. That doesn't really work. So yeah. uh, you can buy now these like little plastic reusable pods. Amazing. You can put whatever you want in them. So I was like, oh, I can mix all these like different flavors and all these mm. different like yummy mixes. I found recipes. Wow. Like cool, like things. And then you just scoop them into your little pot and then it's like custom and delicious. And then I'm going to have them all labeled with like this flavor, that flavor. So, oh my God. Your suggestions were noted. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I'm so glad. There are people listening to this right now be like, she knows what's up. They got like juice and other things too. You don't have to drink coffee. It's fine. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. I love it so much. And I remember another part of this was like, because I was a midwife before and a doula, I have a very good understanding about the pain gateway in the body and how trauma and pain can be very closely correlated. And my learning was in the context of birth, but just Mm -hmm. like your friend had that, that experience, there are a lot of people I'm sure 
that really go into a situation like this where there is some pain and they want to feel safe. They want to feel taken care of. They have anxieties and questions and they want to make sure that the person who's going to be doing the tattoo has all of this in mind and that will actually make the pain be perceived as lower, right? Because when yeah. we have fears and anxieties, the pain can actually be perceived higher. Absolutely. Yeah. You can work yourself into a tizzy being just like <laughs> stressed out about what it's yeah. going to be, what's going to happen, what's going on and the things around you. If there's a lot of things happening around you that are also like loud and, and really, really stressful or really distracting, yeah. that can be really harmful too to different people. And particularly my clientele tends to be a lot of like a lot of really nerdy folk. That's just who I am. And yes. Who I yes. Lots of members of the queer community. Lots of, I, yes. I talk lots of neurodiverse people, which mm. absolutely makes sense. And yeah. yeah so, <laughs> like, what? So, <laughs> um, so like, especially for people who are like, I don't want this really loud, really obnoxious, really, really stimulating environment. You're like, yeah, mm. we can calm this down. We can make it yeah. this time and make sure that you're not having these like unnecessary levels of anxiety because you're absolutely right. You can affect you. The person getting the tattoo can affect how it feels based on the things that you're experiencing around you. And me, the mm -hmm. tattoo artist can affect that by creating the experience around you and also right. making sure that you know what's going on and you're feeling safe and supported. There's very, I always say that tattoo is a team sport. Both Aww. of us need to really be participating to make it work. Yeah. And yeah, so it's so important that we're working together towards a common goal of getting you the art, but in the best way possible yeah. and making it hopefully the least painful possible. I can't, yeah. I cannot guarantee a pain-free experience. <laughs> no, and, and nor should you. Less, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But something that's less painful and less traumatic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's so huge. And I think that's such a powerful disruption in the industry and just you coming in with such an innovative, fresh perspective which yeah. I absolutely am here for and love. And I'm so excited for you and for <laughs> all of your clientele. So I want to know if you can tell us a little bit more about your story and this experience of being courageous, unapologetic, notable, transcendent, and you authentically in your life and business throughout this experience and what that's looked like for you and how that has played out for you. Totally. Just like a super quick life summary, like no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Not a whole life, but like this specific journey, because I know okay. that you, it's a relatively new, like you said, it's a relatively new actual physical thing that's coming into being yeah, it is. from this year. So walk us through what that experience has been like for you and how you had to, yeah. how you had to be cunty in this. Totally. So I feel like that was really set for me, like even like with my apprenticeship and like before I started tattooing, because I just call myself like a later in life tattooer because like I started my apprenticeship like after 30, I started nice. working at the tattoo shop. I started the front desk when I was maybe like 27, 28. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people historically get into this business when they're like 18, 19, 20 years old is like very common for people to start young. And mm -hmm. so I had this like entire decade of like career experience unrelated to this industry. So when I got here, it was, wait, I don't know, why are we doing it this way? Because I mm. had these adult experiences to draw from as opposed to just being right. like, I'm 18, I guess I got to do whatever you say because I don't know any better. So right. I feel like I walked into the entire, like the entire work situation just being like, 
I think we can improve this and that and this and that. And was always like really vocal. <laughs> I love about that. Even like little things around the shop. I started just at the front desk that I managed the shop for many years. So I always had like my hands in everything, making sure that like, I, I just, I just really like to be in control of things, honestly, is the thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, pretty sure my, I'm pretty sure my way could be better. So we have to check it out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so, a common trait for entrepreneurs. I think, yeah. I that, think it, it is. Makes I think sense. that's exactly the draw is I see what you're doing, but I really want to take that and just speak <laughs> it a little bit and then maybe put my little skin on it. So and basically do it completely differently. It's cool. So then like when I, got my apprenticeship, it was like, I've been wanting to work in this industry for years. I've been working in the industry for about three or four years before Mm -hmm. I met, before like my mentor took me on in like a traditional apprenticeship, like teaching me how to physically tattoo. Mm -hmm. And even within that relationship was super non-typical because he was five years younger than me, which generally your mentor is somebody with a lot of experience. And he was someone with a lot of experience, but he's someone that started at 18. Even being younger than me, he already had seven, eight years under his belt where I was brand new. So there was this really interesting dynamic of being like, oh, in a traditional apprenticeship, you have to break them down to build them up, teach them these Mm. things. And I was like, sir, I am a grown ass woman. I don't need that. (laughs) I'm a mortgage. You're not going to teach me how to be a person. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I feel like I was always like, I always felt like I was a step behind. Like I was like, I'm too old for this. Why is this not happened for me yet? This is why is this taking so long? But also anytime I did get into anything, I always had this like, I say like friendly combative energy. <laughs> like, why are we doing it yeah. this way? Like, I always want to challenge the status quo and be like, I get yeah. that you're doing that. Like you're teaching me that because you were taught that, but was that valid? Right. Or we do it this way because everyone else in the shop does it this way, but could it be different? Could it be better? So I feel like I have always been pushing up against what people think is expected or appropriate mm-hmm. or standard in the industry and just been like, I don't, why though? Why? I'm just that really annoying kid. It's just like, why? <laughs> 45 I times in that. a row. And if you can't tell me why, then I'd, I guess I get better make something that is explicable because yeah. if you can't explain to me why we do it this way, then maybe it's not, maybe it's not the right way. Um, and then... Yeah. So then I started actually tattooing and then same thing as a tattoo artist. I had this very specific vision of serving the exact clientele that I have right now. And I just knew my people were out there. And then I was like, look, I am someone who's like super nerdy and really wants to get these like silly, weird, colorful, nonsensey tattoos that are like, ooh, like weird. Give me like a colorful dinosaur, some mm-hmm. pop culture nonsense reference or some things like that. And I just felt like there weren't at the time anyway, very many or any artists I was familiar with who were doing that. So I was like, I'll do that Amazing. because I was really confident that those people were out there being underserved. And I think I was very right because I see a lot more artists doing that stuff now. Wow. And a ton of clients looking for it. So I remember at the time it was kind of like, Kara, nobody wants that stuff. And I was like, disagree. Mm-hmm. Heavy disagree. <laughs> That is so cunty and amazing. So what <laughs> what helped give you that confidence and that courage to believe in yourself when that wasn't the norm that you saw around you? Okay, so I just felt in my heart like I couldn't be the only one. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like this is something I wish existed. And there are mm. so many times in this world, in this life, where you can, if you have the opportunity to look backwards and be like, what did I need? five years ago, 10 years ago, as a kid, depending on what it is that you do, what did I used to need? And can I be that for someone else now? 
Yeah. And so I just looked around and was like, yeah, when I was starting to get tattooed, I would have loved an environment like this. I would have loved an artist like this. I would have loved to be able to walk into a shop and explain my super nerdy nonsense idea and have the artist get really hyped with me Aww. instead of some cool bro who's like, oh, okay. Or, or worse. was mean yeah. to me about it. Like, yeah. best case scenario was some, like, indifferent nonsense. I'm like, no, I am an enthusiastic human being, and I really need people to meet me at my energy. Yes. So it's, and I feel like I can do that for people. Like, when people come in and they have, like, mm. high-intensity energy about the thing that they're so excited about, if they're, like, hyper-fixating on something, or it's just, like, this is, like, their favorite thing in the whole world, I'm like, Yes! Let's do it. I, I can be reasonable and calm when I need to be when that's <laughs> appropriate. But it's, I also can really rise to the occasion when it comes to like intense amounts of excitement or enthusiasm on a topic. I feel like that's something I excel at. And it, I just knew in my heart, there's no way I'm the only one. There's no way Aww. that no one else wants this. And I just felt if I just keep putting it out there, if I on my Instagram, if I just keep posting, incessantly posting all my dinosaur drawings, and just being like aggressively nerdy all the time that eventually the right people would find me and that would be something that I could provide to them that I wish I had. So it was That's just amazing. like blind confidence. Like I, probably this will work. <laughs> listen, that is so cool though, because a lot of us, I feel like a lot of us would just be like, okay, but I know that this is something that is needed. And then it would just be like, cool, I'm going to go take a nap though, because I'm tired and I'm good. It doesn't have to be me. I don't have to be the one. It's fine. Someone else will do it. And you were different. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to make this my thing. This is going to be my thing. And I'm going to keep showing up and keep posting. And I want to hear like, how did you keep that going for yourself and keep that faith in what you were doing. And that, like you said, that like blind confidence, we need to know the people need to know. (laughs) Okay. Here's the real truth. It's just fucking work. It's just work. (laughs) So sorry. I wish there was something better. No, it's like being like having a purpose that you care about, honestly, is half the equation. Because if my thing was like, I guess I'll just draw a bunch of whatever because that's what's popular and that's what people like, even though I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It would have been really hard to keep up that enthusiasm because it's my heart's not in it. So picking and finding something and it could be the subject matter. It could be the clients. It could be like anything that you think and it could be an entity industry and whatever it is you're doing. If there's something about what you do that really lights you up, lean into that part because that's mm-hmm. what will carry you through when you're exhausted. You're like, no, mm-hmm. I have to do it for, because my mission is so important to me. And I love it so much, but actually I use, I use public peer pressure to my benefit. So (laughs) tell us more. Okay. Let me explain. So early (laughs) on in my career, I knew I was doing a lot of my dinosaur stuff because I knew that's really what I wanted to be known for sure. But I really wanted to do a lot of pop culture stuff and really resonate with like all of them. I was like, it will be a beacon for my people. And it was, it was December and I was taking a week or two off around Christmas. So I had this like restful spirit where I was like, Ah, oh, I'm not working right now. Everything's blissful. And then I had this magical idea where I was like, what if next year, it was 2019 was coming up. I was like, what if next year, like every week or like every Saturday, I would drop a new flash sheet. Flash is like pre-drawn designs. I would right. draw a whole sheet of designs on like mm-hmm. a different movie or TV show or comic book wow. or whatever. And be like every single week, every Saturday, I'd be like, boom, now it's this. Boom, now it's that. And wow. I was like, wow, that's an amazing idea, Kara. You should do that. You know, I was like, really like, 
Totally. Yeah. Um, and then I went on to Instagram and I gave myself public accountability by telling everyone, this is what I'm doing. Mm. So it wasn't like a secret challenge. Like, I'll try and if I fail, right. it's fine. It was like, I told everyone, like, factually, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to do it this year. So show up. Wow. And people would. I had people messaging me on saying, oh, I still look wow. forward to Saturday when the new sheet comes out. So I don't know why I thought I could do that because I yeah. had <laughs> never in my life up until that moment successfully completed an entire sheet in one week's time. It was oh so God. much work. And so I was like, you've never done this once, but I bet you could do it 52 times in a row for no reason other than <laughs> you think you can. So probably you can. And How did you do it? What happened? I, I'm dying. Okay, so the magic is that I actually did it. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes. So yes. I remember around week, I want to say week six or seven, that's okay. like, you know, maybe like mid-February. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> like, this is, oh God, <laughs> so, yeah. so much time. Yeah. And I mean, I was working too. Like I still had to draw all my, whatever I was tattooing that week. Right. And, and then also draw all these extra designs on top of that. And so wow. it, it was a ton of work, but it kept, it just like knowing that people knew I was doing it, were waiting, that people enjoyed it. And, mm. and I was having this positive feedback. I was like, I can't stop. I can't give up. I have to do it. So I put so Aww. much pressure on myself to be like, you can do this. You thought you could do this. And I said, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> and so you made it yeah, through the dip. I made it through. I actually got to a point where I wanted, I wanted a break because mm-hmm. one a week was exhausting. So I yeah. thought I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to earn myself a week, a month off. So I did that by doing five sheets in a week. <laughs> what? So I did one oh sheet God. every day for five days Wow! so that I could have a month off where I didn't have to draw any, I, I, I still have to draw my appointments, but I didn't have yeah. to do this extra thing. I think it was yeah. August. So at the end of July, I was like, I need a break. I need a break. I yeah. can't keep this up. I have to have a break. And so I, I bought myself the month of August off by doing a sheet a day. So like, Do you recommend yeah, like, that? Do you recommend that strategy? <laughs> hey, you know what? Yes. Yes, I do. Because the extreme repetition, I am so much faster now than I used to be as an, as an artist, right? Like now when I sit down to draw a new flash sheet, Mm -hmm. I'll usually get not the whole sheet, but like the sketches, just Mm -hmm. the, okay, here's the ideas, like basically sketched up in maybe like 45 minutes is pretty normal for me. And that would have taken me a week before this process. My appointments, I, it's like, I was forced to really like learn how to hone down and focus and work really quickly and just not worry about the perfection and be like, okay, what are the ideas? Draw them. That one's not working. Scrap it. Move it on. Keep going, you know, like not get stuck in, oh, but my Mm. precious idea, you know, it's like the old, the writing, the writer's saying, kill your darlings. It's Mm. if you get too focused on the thing that you're doing, you're like, it has to be just like this. Right. You get too precious about it, which is so common as an artist. You can really waste an astronomical amount of time on something that's not worthwhile So it's, yeah, just get a new idea. Like, just think of something different and move it along if that's not working. And I've done that. I still do that. If I start working a design and I'm like, this doesn't work, I will have a tablet now so I can just open a new page and move on. I don't have to throw anything away. (laughs) No wasted paper. (laughs) No paper waste. But I'll just open up a new tab and be like, let's start again. And I will start fresh and see if I get somewhere new. Or sometimes I'll, now that I have the opportunity, I'll sleep on it and be like, let's try it again tomorrow because your brain don't work anymore. Yes, but you need sleep. Um, <laughs> I, 
that is so <laughs> amazing in so many ways. And I just want to highlight that for our listeners out there who aren't necessarily artists, but they're yeah. entrepreneurs. This yeah. Same concept is so important and I will die on this hill that <laughs> we have to kill our darlings. That's such a good way of putting it. Like we yeah. get so unnecessarily precious about every post, every yes. single thing that it is paralyzing. Yes, right. Absolutely. And I, and especially us folks that aren't the privileged few and we have been taught that we need to be perfect in order to be even close to the same playing field as the privileged group right so yeah. we have this idea that if we're not perfect we're we suck we're terrible so yeah. we strive for this level of perfection that is it just ends up being a huge disservice to us in the end because it just shuts us down stops us dead absolutely i think it's this old adage of just like you have to work twice as hard for half the recognition. And I'm like, mm -hmm. bullshit. I'm yeah. going to work exactly <laughs> as hard as I need to. And I'm going to demand my recognition. <laughs> yes. And, and we're going to be good own. with. Yes. Yes. I'm myself that recognition. I'm not going to wait around yes. for your bullshit. Because like yes. that. I, we're going to go on a totally different rant now. But I'm like that entire <laughs> song and dance of perfectionism is designed mm -hmm. to keep you down. Yes. It's designed to keep you exhausted. Yes. And in the shadows and stuck at your whatever it is that you're doing, servicing someone else's business and their needs instead of doing your own thing. Because if yeah. you were to realize how valuable your own efforts are and your instincts, because no one told me that I should do any of these things. No one right. backed me up. I was right. just like, I'm going to do all of these things because I think they're right. Right. So if you don't go out on a limb for the things you believe in, whatever your business is, if you're like, I'm going to leave my job and I'm going to make soap or cupcakes or I'm going to coach people or I'm going to yeah. do copy editing. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Whatever your thing is that you're excited about, like, you have to put all your energy into it and you cannot believe in this perfectionist bullshit lie. Yeah. Because that's what makes you stop doing the thing. Yes. Right. That's what yes. keeps you from posting. And you're like, oh, no, I don't think I didn't look right. I didn't sound right. The copy's not perfect. I'll just not I'll just post it next week. And you're like, you know, who's mm -hmm. not waiting is like bullshit Todd out there with his corporate <laughs> bullshit job. However, you want to like yes. think of that, whatever you think of in your head of some dude who just has all the privilege and gets to just float along through life, getting like promotion yeah. after promotion. And it's like that's yeah. because he put his name in the hat. Yeah. For the promotion before he was qualified. Right. Because it didn't matter because they got to promote some ass hat. So why not? Right. <laughs> why not you? And the folks <laughs> that your are. your name in the yeah. hat. Yes. Or get your own fucking hat. <laughs> and then do your own thing. So you heard it here first, everybody. Get, get your own, your own hat. hat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Promotion. Get your own job. Get your own um, promotion. <laughs> yes. This topic really lights me up so much because yeah. I know that it's something that's so many of us, whether we know it or not, are doing to ourselves. We're putting yeah. such high expectations and pressures on ourselves when really the people out there that need yeah. us the most, they're not even looking for perfection. They're they looking care. for our magic, <laughs> our service, our art, yeah. and they're not yeah. even asking perfection of us. We're the ones, we're like our own worst critics and our own like worst <laughs> enemy when it comes to what we're putting out. And I just... I am the queen. I love good enough and I highly yeah. recommend everyone to practice the art of like your shit is good enough. I guarantee you your good enough stuff is like eons above a lot of garbage out there. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. 
Yeah. Everyone, everyone can come for me, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna die on this hill. Our good enough yeah. is really fucking good. Totally, it absolutely is. It's that's exactly it, right? You are your worst critic, mm-hmm. and no matter what it is you're doing, no matter what industry you're in, like you are definitely the one who is especially if you're from any sort of marginalized identity, you are the one keeping yourself down and believing in there are real barriers, there are real boundaries, there are real things. But if you don't push for yourself, who is going to do it for you? You need to be your biggest advocate and your biggest believer and the person that knows you can do the thing. And it doesn't mean that you get to do the thing immediately. Like Like I said, there are real issues, there are real challenges, there are real things that might be in your way right now, but you can still keep solid with, the thing that is true about yourself, about your business, and keep working towards that goal in any way you can. Because one yes. tiny, tiny little step forward is better than nothing. One mm-hmm. crappy post is better than no post. <laughs> nothing, yes. One half-assed, slapped-together, you know, flash sheet, that was honestly not my best, finest work. Every single one of those 52 weeks was not a treasure. <laughs> right. But they were but, all fine. They were all pretty yes. good enough, and they got me lots of clients. And Yes. Um, and they inspired your people and they got your work out there and it made people see yeah. that it, it that someone was doing what they wanted finally exactly. right which is so so powerful so many so many good clients that way so many people i still tattoo found me mm-hmm. through that and Aww. yeah and it was great and so it's like oh do you recommend this i'm like okay yes and no like you don't have to like pressure like right. peer pressure yourself into doing the work But sometimes that public accountability, whatever it is, even if it's something like saying publicly, I'm about to start a podcast. Right. Because you were very vocal before it dropped, right? You You, you can't hide. You can't go back. And then it's the people are waiting. You have to do it. You can't just be like, I'm too scared. You're really going to go. I changed my mind. No. Scared? Of course not. No. (laughs) Of course not. And then here you are doing it. Yes. (laughs) And here you are doing it with me. This is so, so fun. And I just, there's been so many gems. I hope that our listeners have been like falling and picking up all these gems that you have been putting down because there's so much here for us to take, right? And like, it's that little inspiration, that little push that no matter what your circumstances are today, there there is something you can do but you have to believe in yourself first. You can't yes, wait for the permission the or the direction of someone else telling you what to do. If you have something yeah. on your heart, like that flash sheet idea doesn't have to be that scale, but if it's something yeah. that came from your heart that you know needs to be out there, just taking that step, believing that it's good enough and believing in yourself and what you and your value and to put it yeah. out there for someone. And to keep going and not give up at the dip, right? That's huge. Just keep going. Imagine if I'd given up in February at that sixth sheet where I was like, this is so hard. Like, that would have, that would not, I would have built nothing. It would have been like, nobody, honestly, at the end of the day, like nobody would have judged me. It would have been fine. If my situation had changed, if something had happened in my life where I was like, oh no, I have to stop. That's fine. I could have picked it up a year from then. I could have never done it. And nobody would have been like, oh, right. there's a liar. Like, no, <laughs> everybody, everybody would have been fine. Yeah. It's not life or death. But um, you wouldn't be the artist and the tattoo artist that you're today. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah. where I am now. I wouldn't have those skills. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just like bottom line, perfectionism is a lie. Yes. It's a lie designed to keep Straight you from up. doing the thing. Don't let anyone keep you from doing the thing. (laughs) Yes. What is next 
for your cunty life and business? Ooh. Oh boy, boy. Okay. I am so excited for 2024. I feel like 2023 has been a really, really exhausting exercise in pulling the elastic backward, like mm. pulling and pulling and pulling. And that's what like building the studio has been this like exhausting slog that feels like going backwards. Okay. But when we hit 2024, when the studio gets built, I feel like we finally get to go and just yay forward. So That's like so having the private studio is going to give me so much freedom to change again, the way that I provide my service. So I even been thinking about things like how I could provide like VIP options, like different levels of service for people looking for different types of experiences. So imagine coming in to get your tattoo, but first you do a little bit of like yoga and then you get an amazing massage and then you start your tattoo. Like how wow. different would your physical and emotional state be for that tattoo? If you had a delicious meal and all these nice wow. things like these are things that I don't necessarily even know anyone doing this. I'm just like, I bet this could be a thing. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Also, like I said, I don't want to just do all these things in secret. I want other people to do these things. I want other people to think about how they impact their clients through the way they provide their service. So for me, obviously it's very particularly within my industry, but like that's my niche and that's what I want to focus on. But I want to use the 10 plus years of like business and management experience that I have before I started tattooing to yes. be like, Oh, most people don't have that business education. So like, how can I share that information? How can I help artists kind of get their books and their back end and all of their, all their super boring business things organized because most artists do not care for those things. They'd rather just be drawing and doing the work. And I'm like, I actually love nerdy business stuff. So yes. let me teach you, like take my 10 years. And I can't even imagine how much money worth of like education and be like, do you want me to shortcut you to like mm. how to run this really effectively? Whether you're an individual kind of managing your own books, whether you're a shop trying to manage a whole bunch of people, whatever it is, let me help you with that. So that's something that I really want to grow and build into and be able to provide Amazing. like resources for other artists and for shop owners and for things like that so that I can share the very specific and unique skill set that I have right within within this yeah. business management realm. So I want that's that's what I see next year being about a lot is Yay! like do thing that I've been working towards and figuring out how to share that with others. I love that so much. <laughs> and I think I've heard you say in the past that actually starting your own shop and going your own route is actually a cunty decision in itself as well. Didn't you yeah. get some, you got some pushback in that, right? Is that something that you'll empower <laughs> other artists to do as well? I hope so. Yeah, I think. And you know what the interesting thing about it is most of the pushback was me. Like, okay. It was me because I had these really specific ideas about like how particularly other artists and the industry would perceive my decision to like, oh, I'm, I'm only five years in and I'm trying to do all these mm. things and change things, not changing things, little baby tattoo or just tattoo. You know? <laughs> I hear, I hear really veteran artists saying things like, oh, you don't really like figure it out until you're like eight, 10 years in more. And I'm like, yeah, but no one changes things after 10 years. Like new kids mm. change the game. Mm -hmm. If you wait until you've been steeped in the industry standards for a decade, you're extremely unlikely to be like, I'd actually like to make some very groundbreaking changes to my industry. <laughs> you're just in it at that point. You don't even see yeah. the problems anymore. And that's, and I've had that happen where I've just looked around and been like, Oh, why do we do it like this? 
that, yes. you know, things that, that felt really normal that I'm just like some new person will get, will hire someone new at the shop, a receptionist, an artist, a piercer, whatever. Somebody new will come into the shop that I currently work at and they'll be like, why do you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. I feel like new people are the link to these big changes because they don't have all this, like all this baggage around doing it the traditional way and doing it the way it used to be done. They're willing to yeah. change the mold. So like more and more newer artists breaking off and doing their own private spaces or starting studios, maybe who are focused more on different clientele. There's more studios that are like, these are queer run studios. These are trans run studios. These are women owned studios. These are BIPOC owned studios. Like you see more of that happening. Amazing. Where if all those people just sat around waiting for some grumpy old dude who's been tattooing for 45,000 years <laughs> to say it was okay, you're like, he's never going to give you his approval. So like, just right. take it. And that's yes. the lesson I needed to learn because I felt super like everyone's going to be so judgy. This is such a problem. And then I started doing it and everyone was nothing but delightful about it. And people uh, were so supportive about my venture. I'm like, that sounds amazing. This is so skilled. This is so suited to your skill set. This is so in line with your vision. This totally makes sense. What a great next step for you. And I was like, yeah, this <laughs> is my- you're right. You're right, everyone. Yes. So, yes. I'm so yeah, glad. Like, maybe there will be people. And I'm sure in the future, if I keep pushing the boundaries, I'm sure I will get shot on here and there. Or maybe it's happening right now, but it's just not happening in front of me and I don't know about it. But it's like, mm-hmm. that happens, right? People will, yeah. come and will come for you and will try to take you down and push you Absolutely. back to where you were. But do not be your own worst enemy. Do not be the mm-hmm. person that stops you. Because you know what? You're the one who has the power to stop you. So Yes. Like, I've that. heard it. <laughs> I've heard it before being called, said, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And that is so powerful because oftentimes we will defend our own limitations and be like, I can't because of X, Y, Z. It's like, okay, then then you just get to keep that. You you get to do that. Oh my God. Yes. Right. That's hundred percent it. Like, I don't know who is responsible for that genius quote, but it's incredible. Yeah. (laughs) So amazing. That's exactly it. So to tie it all up in a bow, you have this amazing experience. You have a drive to want to inspire new and other artists who want to do similar things or improve their business or step outside of the mold. And you are so well positioned to lead them and to guide them and to teach them. And I know you've told me that you are thinking of creating something for other artists that you're working on. Can you share a little bit more with the people about what they can expect? Talk about public accountability. (laughs) Oh yeah, out me, out me from everyone. Um, Yeah, so like like I said, next year is gonna be my, like as soon as the studio is built, because obviously that takes a lot of energy right now, but as soon as the studio is built and next year, my main focus is gonna be shifting into these like shareable, these like resources, these teaching, this like figuring out like how I wanna share this information. And I see that the the kind of long vision that I have for that is like online resources, like eBooks, PDFs, like templates, different things, as well as I wanna do full coursework, one-on-one stuff, like business mentoring. I want to do retreats. I want to like, let's get together and talk about your business and meet other cool business friends. I want to do all of that right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What I have, and I'm going to, I'm going to challenge myself. You've told me that this podcast is going to come out in a couple of weeks time. So I'm going to challenge myself that by the time you're hearing these words, 
you will be yes. able to go to my website <laughs> and, <laughs> and have access to the first resource that I've built. So the resource that I put together now, the first piece of the puzzle is called yes. Templates for Better Boundaries. And Ooh. it's and there are, it's a series of email templates that you can use because one of the ways that, that tattoo artists get really like a lot, like a big time sink can be responding to your emails and communications with people, mm -hmm. which are so important. But we're often having the same conversations or needing to provide the exact same important information to people over and over again. So writing out mm -hmm. your templates, having your boundaries pre-designed has been a game changer for me. So when somebody's like, hey, will you do this thing? That's like, I don't really do that. Instead of me being like anxiously typing out a response about explaining like why I don't do that thing, I go right. to my template that says this Amazing. is why I don't do the thing. And I send it to them and it saves me time. It saves me mental mm. energy. And then I'm being very consistent by not, right. oh, okay, I'll do it for you, I guess, because I feel too right. awkward to send the email to say no. It's no. Right. I said no to the other person. I need to be really consistent in my boundaries. So it's uh that there's going to be like a little amazing. free version have a little taste have a few if you like them and then if you like them you can buy the whole set for like a couple bucks so um, amazing yeah so that, that is that such an incredible resource actually available when you see amazing it. yes yes <laughs> that is i will get it so done. exciting and we will definitely <laughs> drop that in the show notes for people as well. Yes. So that the listeners, you can just click in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Also, what is your website? It's crashingcadence.com. So the Instagram is at crashing.cadence and the website is just no, no dot crashing cadence. Um, Amazing. Yeah. And then if you find either, you'll find the other because the Instagram obviously links back to the website and the website links to the Instagram. If you just perfect. Just Google. I don't know. <laughs> You'll find me. I'm the out people, there. <laughs> they, yes, we, they will find you. It'll be all in the show notes. And honestly, Kara, this interview has been incredible. I have loved this so <laughs> much. I am Yay. so excited for what 2024 has to offer you. And also, I'm going to out you again and tell the people that you are joining us in Portugal for the yes. 20. Booking retreat and yes. there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about that and that I'm not super fucking excited for that experience and I just cannot I'm wait to have so, you there so 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 hyped <laughs> Yay! if anyone is listening to this and is so loving Kara and your amazing vibe then you can have more time <laughs> with us together in Portugal oh my god I can't retreat. even imagine <laughs> The enthusiasm <laughs> level, like we're just gonna be like, boom! I Woo. I can't imagine because I'm thinking about it and consciously curating it every day. I'm like so yeah. hyped! I'm so hyped! Yes, come hang with us Thank in you. Portugal. It's gonna be yes. amazing. <laughs> it it absolutely positively is going to be incredible i cannot wait yeah. but for today thank you so much kara for this interview this has been incredible i appreciate it's you so, so much and i cannot <laughs> wait to continue witnessing you and your journey and your movement in the tattoo industry yeah. i think it's incredible yes Yay. I love it. i'm so excited and i thank can't wait to, you to see this <laughs> yay thank you so much Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Kunti Life and Biz Realness today. Someone in your circle needs to hear this. Can you share it and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so this Kunti movement can grow? 
And don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Naomi underscore authentically. I appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you. You can always head over to CuntyCoaching.com to work with me, join my events, my Cunty email chronicles, and more. I hope you have a fulfilling week and I can't wait to talk to you next week. This is your Cunty Coach Naomi signing off. Babe, do you ever feel like you need a mood boost throughout your day? Like you could use some extra Cunty Coach Naomi inspo and energy in your ear? I have just the thing. I've recorded five Cunty Affirmations tracks that you can access now on demand. In the morning while getting dressed, courageous track. In the shower, unapologetic track. After lunch before getting back to your desk, notable track. These are just examples. I cannot wait to keep seeing you shine bright in this world. They're accessible through Apple Podcasts. Grab them now at the link in the show notes. And in grabbing these Cunty Affirmations tracks, you'll be added to the feed to get future exclusive content. How cool is that? Let's get Cunty! Enjoy! Enjoy!